The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of Meg C Mind Matters with your host, with the most trying to get it done through the polar vortex, Mexi Pants, coming to you live from the North Pole, Columbus, Ohio. It is shocking to me how all these people just call off and have the day off. Like it is unfair, I believe, that just because you have kids, you get to stay home. If I think it's unfair that all kids don't get to go to school when I, as an adult, still have to go to work. Oh, courts are probably closed. The post office is closed. Other places of businesses are closed. American family in Madison, Wisconsin is closed. I mean, we're hit, we're getting negative 2, negative 20 with the windshield. I get it. Places like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, places that are closer to the vortex will will call off. I get that. But if my cousin in Minnesota has to go to work and I have to go to work, Everybody in Ohio should be going to work and school. Because here's the thing. Yeah, you don't you cannot be outside for longer than 10 to 20 minutes. I get that. It's dangerous. So it makes sense that the post office doesn't let their carriers work. Because I'm pretty sure those those post office trucks don't have heated seats. I get that. So that makes sense. I have no pending mail. We're probably okay. But kids, I'm sorry. You can't wait in a car for 10 minutes before the bus comes. You can't bundle up and walk from the bus to the classroom and vice versa. And, you know, on the way home, basically the same thing. Like, what kid waits more than 20 minutes for a bus? And what kind of parent would allow the kid to wait for 20 minutes for the bus when you can just take them? I mean, the, the mom's already there anyway. Because I see all the time these bus stops with parents waiting for their kids to get on the bus. How about you put the kid in the car and wait in the warmth of the car until the bus gets there? Huh? I don't understand how kids get what these are not called snow days. What are these called? Cold days? That's ridiculous. And I've said this before. We used to go to school no matter what, even if they had a a uh, 
what's it called? A well, I think that was the London Transportation Union strike or something, and we we literally had to either take the bus or walk to walk to school by ourselves, mind you, not with our parents. God, we live in such a sissy culture. Like it's it's only gonna get worse with these idiots. And education, the education system's not helping. We're basically breeding idiots, and teachers are changing the way things are taught on the fly because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And next thing you know, you got millennials running shit. They don't know how to fucking use basic math, getting jobs they're not supposed to. But hey, what do I know? But yeah, if I have to go to class or school, class when I was a kid, school, uh, school, and now go to work. Yeah, everybody should be going. I don't hear no excuses. Oh, but I live out in the country. I'm sorry. Um, okay. The car still is in a garage. I mean, you can manually open your garage door. I don't, I don't understand the concept. Ah, it's just... And here's the thing with the Porto Votex. I agree with the concept of... I would rather be cold than super hot. So I prefer this weather over 90, 100 degree weather and humid in the summer. But I'm also not a Riri, okay? I know the reason I like that concept and I agree and I'm a man that follows said said philosophy, you can always bundle up. I am literally going to work with snow gear Snow pants over my dress pants, my Arctic jacket, gloves, a headband, glasses, a little cover for my for my mouth and nose. I mean, cause I literally have to go from the car to the bagel place, bagel place car, car work work car. I'm more concerned about my car not starting at negative 17 Fahrenheit than me. Not being able to keep warm, and I don't and I don't get my coworkers make fun of me because like oh oh my god it's not that cold I'm sorry I am from Mexico I know I look white so you may think I'm used to the cold oh no I'm from Mexico if it's 90 19 uh, negative 19 degrees I will be cold if I'm wearing regular shit so yeah I will show up bundled I'm sorry I would like to not. Freeze to death. Thank you. Now, you would think that during the cold, people had nothing better to do. Stay warm. Stay inside. Chill. Oh, no. People still call me at work. I'm like, dude, do you not understand the concept? Like, why are you calling? You have better shit to worry about with a spoiler vortex, I'm sure, than an update on your fucking case. Adjusters, we can't get a hold of them because some of them are closed. They're up in fucking Wisconsin, Illinois. Just depends on the insurance. <coughs> so I can actually get shit done at work. Because they give us the option to work from home. But I mean, if all the lazy bitches are going to come to work, I might as well come to work. Get shit done. Whatever. Speaking of insurance. Plug in time. American National is open. 
Call my man Ramo. He will hook you up. Use promo code Bexy for bundling and saving money on your auto insurance, home insurance, life insurance, whatever have you. Get UM, UIM coverage. American National. Proud sponsor of the Maximum Motors podcast. Yeah, the they're open. My insurance is open. American family's not. So, what to do at work? Well, luckily, I have a giant pile of requests that need to be sent out, be sent out to medical providers. Because somebody who got fired was lying about what they were doing and sending stuff to the wrong places. It's simple math and a simple concept to understand. And this is where education ties into place. How do employers allow these kind of lies to be spewed during initial interviews? Anything on my resume is not a lie. I can do everything that's on my CV. I'm sorry. But when you have someone who claims they were a paralegal and it turns out they didn't have a degree and they claimed they were the best at ordering records and bills, yet they couldn't even order. They didn't even know that when you go to the ER, that's always an ER physician's bill and a radiology bill on top of the facility and the records, especially if you got x-ray. Go by ambulance, there's an ambulance run report and a bill too. Those are three to five things you need from every ER visit. You can bypass some of them, like for example, if there's a random er clerical error, they may have not billed for the doctor. Okay. If it's an urgent care, there will not be an ER physician's bill. If you don't get x-ray, there's no radiology bill. I mean, those are things you would know if you actually were good at ordering records and bills. Like, it is not rocket science. So, when I say, or judge someone, because now we're going to get a brand new paralegal on Monday. And it's, as I mentioned briefly before, it's pissing me off because, again, nobody did their due diligence. They hired somebody who's 50 to 60 years old. She was in personal injury 10 years ago when she worked for a law firm in Dayton. Now, I'm sorry. When you list your top law firms, Dayton is not one of them. There's no Dayton law firm that like trumps the top five personal injury firms in the state. That's just ridiculous. And that was 10 years ago. Since then, she's been doing real estate. And as my man Ethan said from our intake department, if you're doing good in real estate, you you shouldn't be switching to a different field. Unless you're sucking it up and now you want to change your pace to something you used to do. Well, here's the thing. You can't teach dinosaurs new tricks. I am sorry. We had the similar scenario... At my old job, with somebody from a big firm in Youngstown, they did everything by hand and paper. There was hardly any computer usage. She did not know how to fucking use a computer. And this person still works there, sucking it up. 
Because at my own firm, it was okay to suck it up at your job as long as you sucked it up to upper management. And the people who actually had brains were all gone, ladies and gentlemen. We're all not there. We don't suck dick to bypass sucking it up. I'm sorry. That's not how we do things. That's not how I do things. Here, I'm an asshole, but I'm a good asshole that runs the show. Month of January, I hit the brakes. I'm at 50 demands. That's less than last year's 87. I also have less cases, but the overall goal is to average more at the end of the year. So 723 is the number to beat. But here we are. Next week, I, I'm, I hit the brakes. I'm starting to build the pipeline for next month. And here I am having to train a dinosaur next week to do a job that she hasn't probably ever done. And I looked her up. Her name is Johnice. J-O-H-N-I-E-C-E. What the fuck kind of name is that? I guarantee you she's black. I tried looking her up. Oh, no social media presence. She doesn't even have a LinkedIn. And that's the other thing. I'm very wary of people who don't have a LinkedIn. Because I have one and I hardly ever use it. But I keep it there for professional reasons. If you're a professional, especially you came from real estate, and you don't have a fucking LinkedIn, yeah, there's something wrong about you. And I want to test. Ask her two questions. Do you know the difference between a coverage denial and a liability denial? If you don't know, well, that's problem number one. If you don't know what the request from an ER visit, what three to five things, which I mentioned earlier, that's problem number two. You're not going to last. I can already tell you that. We're just going to replace Gina with Gina 2.0, maybe less grumpy, same idiotic behavior, same putting up two to five demands on a monthly basis. Like, it's it's just ridiculous. And when I started, I always thought that, oh, yeah, once we get rid of these files from 2016, everybody neglected, and I fixed, everything's going to be better. Oh, no, round and round we go, and we keep we keep get, signing up dog shit cases and hiring dog shit people. We literally hired back a former case manager that literally had no case managing experience, and she even admitted it. Sucked it up. I had to fix her demands, and now we have her as a receptionist. She doesn't answer the phones. She walks about left and right, trying to talk to people, figure out how the fuck to answer the phone. Doesn't read the notes. Doesn't send it to the correct people. And here I am, pissed and actually missing our previous receptionist. She went from case manager to receptionist. That tells you how much she sucked. And now she's sucking at receptionist. My mail's being delivered late. And I have to take more new client calls than ever before. It's ridiculous. The problem lies in that we're in a we're at a point in time in our society that you can't hire millennials to do certain jobs because for all we know they lied on their resume they're too busy being influencers and motivational speakers what the fuck is an influencer you're somebody really is getting paid to 
advertise events and products on social media, get the fuck out of here. That's called false advertising. And if anybody's seen the Fire Festival on Netflix, yeah, check that out. False advertising. Oh, no, that's another. Don't get me started on that. But those are the jobs nowadays. My little brother can probably do some web design, play the guitar. What else? What other skills does he have? Nothing. No job experience. I mean, he's teaching music at a high school, which is the one thing he knows how to do, teach music. But again, eventually, that's a job that, I mean, anybody could do themselves pulling up YouTube. My friend Matt from Europe, same concept. He teaches music, but, I mean, that's a that's going to be a useless art here in the future. And the other problem is you can't hire anybody of the previous generation, the baby boomers, the older people, 50 to 60s, because they're not up to date with the technology. My generation is the last, dare I say, of its kind. We're up with the technology and we know what we're doing when it comes to job experiences. Once we go... Oh, the millennials are going to run wild. It's going to be hectic. And if you get a headache from that, like I do, relax. Hopefully, things will change. We don't know. And the future's gloom. But in the meantime, head to Hand and Stone Massage. Get a massage. Use promo code MEXI. Save on your first Swedish massage or your membership. MEXI goes away in Dublin. There's plenty all over Columbus and... The United States of America. They are actually open during the cold. So give them a buzz. And it's the massage. Proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. And then, I mean, speaking of other stressful things and relaxing, I don't understand how. <coughs> um, People don't just chillax and I mean, I guess it's because I'm a good reasoner and planner. I mean, I don't know. Like, okay, so I like to always give cases as an example of what the nonsense is that I deal with on a daily basis. So I have... I got a call about um, I got a call about a potential new client who was injured during a football game. So I'm thinking, okay, well, something went wrong on the stands. You walked uh, into something. Something happened. Like you tripped and fell at a high school game. Something along those lines. Oh no, this motherfucker works for a company that provides security during football games. He was at the Indianapolis Colts, Houston, Texas game. And during one of the plays, during a punt return, the players came off the sidelines and he and fell into him at about the 15-yard line. 
Well, here's the problem with that. Is that, um, one, it's in the state of Indiana. Or even worse, if you wanted to go after Texas, it's in Texas. We're in Ohio. How on earth do you think, like, you've had to have Googled personal injury attorneys for us to pop up. You do realize that every state is different. If something happens in a different state, we don't, we can't do that. So, motherfucker gets tackled. And I asked him, sir, where's the negligence? Well, they hit me. Yeah, but football players don't on purpose tackle security guards. And if they do and beat the shit out of them, guess what? That's assault. So who negligently injured you? There's no way. Like, your job, you had to have signed a waiver. The NFL would have had you sign a waiver. Shit, the stadium would have had you sign a waiver. If not all three. So now you're trying to tell me that you got injured on the job. Oh, I already have a workers' comp case with uh, my my job. That's well, the job is based out Columbus, and uh, I already have a workers' comp claim uh, through the state of Indiana. Okay, so what the fuck do you need us for? There is no personal injury. Yeah, I was personally injured. That's not how this works, you retard. And he, he and the worst part is he hangs up on me. You're wasting my time being an idiot, not relaxing. Because, I mean, this this was a game in September. So you just now, in February almost, decided, hey, this might be a personal injury claim. Why didn't you why, why didn't you call before? <clears throat> Who were you supposed to sue? The football player? The Colts? Like, and then to get angry and yell. Relax, dude. Seriously. You called me to tell me and ask me a dumb question. I gave you an answer. And then you get pissed because you don't like the answer. Relax. Shit. Think before calling. Then, even more frightening, and this is, this affects everybody as a whole, especially people who want to get married. Because, you know, I have a wedding to plan. I don't see how this is stressful. How the winning planning process is stressful. That might be, again, that might just be me because I, I, I know how to reason. I know how to plan. I know how to save money. I don't see how. Like, I don't get it. You're trying to tell me that you get stressed planning for the wedding I mean, I don't even see how Tara gets stressed. The main issue is saving the money, which I've already said. Her mom has given us 7K for the wedding. My parents are fronting the 7K for the honeymoon. The wedding itself, we have our venue, for those who are wondering. The wedding itself, with everything, assuming all 100 guests show up. It's 13k. We already put the deposit down to 1500, so the wedding is happening. The rest is due 
in August and the week before the wedding. We already got our DJ. Again, I don't understand the stress and people just need to relax. Like, we went to a wedding expo. I don't know how me and Kato got wrapped into this. And it was free food. It's kind of like a running expo when I go sign up for a race. Only, except the, you know, the protein bars at the, uh, and the marathon, uh, sign-ups. Replace that with all your vendors that you want to get. So we actually already booked our DJ slash photographer slash videographer slash photo booth guy. He runs all of them. And that's the thing. Why would I want to sign up for something individually? Because there were people that did photography and photo booth, photography and DJ. Now, if I have someone, which actually has an awesome name, John Cover. We're covered with John Cover. Excellent. That's the first part. I like the name. Two, he was a smooth talker, just like yourself here. Yours truly. Knows how to spit game, knows how to back it up. He actually did a friend of mine's wedding, which I didn't know about. So during the meeting, we actually talked about that. That was great. Does the album, everything. Showed us what songs to pick, how to pick them. We could beat the DJ. Excellent. For a total price of about 3400 bucks. I think it was like 30, 30 well actually, wherever you include it, I think it was a little over four grand. 4100 I think. Paid a deposit of 60, no big deal. But that's the thing. He does all four. And we were at the show, we're looking at vendors. Some of them were charging 3800 just to do two. No. And then videographers alone are about a grand. Fuck that. We're not paying more to get the same... The same... Uh, experience. So yeah, that was a... Uh, that was an issue. I didn't like the other vendors. And this guy did everything. Gave us a good spiel. That's the thing. The key to advertising and the key... To being good at what you do, you have to give a good pitch. I give the best pitch during my intakes. You have to be able to deliver the pitch the way it's supposed to. And and you'll get my you'll get my business. Word of mouth. If you can deliver and then back it up, you'll get my business. No stress, no mess. Just relax. We're, we're literally eight months away from the wedding. All we have to do, Tara's getting her dress this weekend. Send out the invitations, which we already purchased in April. Pay the money. That is literally the only thing we have to do. She'll have her wedding shower in April. I'll have my bachelor party in October. Now I can actually plan my trip to my friend's wedding in April, WrestleMania. I can actually plan how to save the money. And I think that's the biggest key. And that's why everybody gets stressed out. If you plan accordingly, you can save the money for a wedding. Nobody needs a 30K wedding. And the other thing is, we're planning this ourselves. I mean, you're thinking about it this way. You got 
seven in, in the bank from ma from her mom. So that puts the thirteen at about seven, six. I mean that's doable. I get paid weekly. I don't see the hoopla. Now she has to put pay for her medical stuff in between. But yeah, I mean I had to pay for the dentist I went to. Um, I'm gonna have to pay to you know fly to New Orleans, fly to Montana, fly to Paris, and fly, fly to freaking New York or drive there, or take the China bus, whichever one. Actually, I might just take the China bus. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Although I will have more than one suitcase. Then if I drive, somebody's got to bring back the car. It's not the problem. But hey, if you work them out, you work them out. It's no big deal. And that's the thing. No, no need to stress yourself out, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that hard. Do it. Take care of it. Problem solved. Not rocket science. And this is why people need to stop stressing out over stupid shit. Don't be stupid. Reasonable. Be reasonable. I don't understand how people complain. And everybody's like, well, let's get married beforehand because of insurance purposes. You're too lazy to figure out your insurance situation. Or you're too poor to pay for it. I mean, here's how I look at it. I don't have health insurance because I'm not spending 400 bucks a month for an in-case shit happens. I'm healthy as an ox. If I need to go to the ER, guess what? I'll just bang myself and say, oh yeah, it's due to a car accident. Like... What the fuck? So, well, that's how I plan on uh, figuring shit out. That's how I plan on using MedPay. That's what I do. If I really have to go to the ER, if I have to go to the fucking doctor's office, shit, I'll pay that out of pocket. Fuck. I, that's why I also have Aflac. Pay me back. And if you really need to not think and call anyone for that matter, if you really are one of those people that just doesn't know when to not call and not be stupid, may I suggest one thing? As you know, we have a you know, you clear your brain when you go work out. That's a, that's the best thing. Go run, go do something, clear your brain. Speaking of which, you can go to Super Studios Two Fifty Three. Join Team Super, sign up, run, do kickboxing, yoga. They got everything for you. Clear your brain. You'll act less stupid. And you'll have fun. Give them a call. 253-272-0700. Ask for code SUPER. Give them the promo code. Save on your classes. Super Studio 253, proud sponsor of the Megsy Mind Matters podcast. And that's the thing. You need to know when to act right and when to just be quiet. If you have, I have a policy. If you have a situation that happened and it's been beyond two weeks that this happened to you, 
think before calling trying to get a lawsuit. If you're already getting paid for workers' compensation, like, realize whether it's an actual work-related incident or if there's a negligent act that caused the injury and you just happen to be on the job, and then you can call. I have a situation where something happened in September. Nobody, people were told that, you know, payments would be made on behalf of the insurance for, um, this happened at a school, so the school, but nothing was paid. So then they came to me and said, hey, the school's insurance didn't pay shit. They said they would. Oh, well then, yeah, we have two years to file. Client's done treating. Better, even better. And that's how you do it. You got to realize when to show your cards and when to hold them. Like, let me give you another scenario of a case I'm currently handling. handling. And this is where it ties all into everything. Like, people nowadays are hiring just anybody, like I was mentioning earlier. Millennials, old people who just are not trained properly and don't know how to do their jobs. Case in point, my case with AT&T. Yes. In the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Ohio, some wires fell down um, from a pole. So they were dangling. They were not down to the ground. They were just dangling low. Now, I agree. I don't know how you don't see wires, even though it's pitch black. Because I've been out in the country, and I've been out in Montana when it's been pitch black outside. And you can see to a certain degree. Especially if you have your lights on. So, okay. These are black wires dangling in pitch black darkness. Middle of nowhere, bumfuck Ohio. And the lady... Hit the wires, got tangled in them, and got slingshot into a ditch. Okay? How on earth did she not get ambulance to the hospital? I don't know. But AT&T showed up to, you know, fix the wires. It says on our police report that a call was made prior to come out and fix the wires. Our client says the day before they were trying to fix the wires. So, once I got all the demand ready and sent it to AT&T and their uh, insurance adjuster, she denies the claim, saying, well, we had no prior knowledge of this negligence, so we couldn't, ha- we couldn't fix it in time. Uh, I'm sorry. You said what now? You're telling me that... Even though it's on the police report, you didn't know about this? Also, she said that, well, your driver should have been more vigilant. Um, It also says on the police report, lady, that it was pitch black and the wires are black. And no citations were issued. Again. What on earth are you smoking over there at AT AT&T? I mean... 
you need to reevaluate this based on the evidence that I just presented to you. I printed off the police report again, highlighted the parts, uh, showed her the picture of how pitch black it was. Yeah, no. You're paying 100% on this. We know she's going to say no. And then next thing you know, well, um, next thing you know, we're basically um, filing claims or filing in court against AT&T. But here's the thing. Here's what I want to mean by playing my cards. So far, she's like, I have a king. We denied. Okay. Well, here's my ace, bitch. Uh, evidence and police report. Sorry. She's going to say no, no, no because of XYZ. Luckily, the attorney and I researched some case law where it doesn't matter if you knew or not. If it belongs to you, you should have known. And that's aces two, three, and four. Guess what? We have a, a poker of aces. Then and only then, if she still wants to deny, well, now we have her on email, on an email conversation of all the nonsense lies and how we trumped every argument. I mean, I don't understand why adjusters are, I mean, they're insane. You're basically telling me my insured is being accused of robbing the bank. Well, my insured never robbed the bank. Even though they're caught with the money, there's DNA at the scene, and you're caught on camera, and eyewitnesses say that you indeed robbed the bank. But you're telling me, oh no, because he says he didn't do it. We're denying. Two other scenarios like that. I don't understand how... You guys don't realize how stupid you sound. I have Westfield who's telling me because they're insured says that he didn't do it and that our client backed it to him. He's not responsible for rear-ending our client even though our client was pulling into his driveway when he got rear-ended. Dude's name is a Hispanic name. Jose Gonzalez for all we know. I'm like, okay, based on the impact and the damages, our client could have not hit him as they were coming out of the driveway. Nationwide, our client's insurance agrees with us. It's like, yeah, no. Then I told Nationwide, I was like, hey, he paid his ticket. He pled guilty in court. Now Westfield's telling us, well, he didn't know what he what, what he was doing and he paid his ticket. He didn't know what, what he was paying. I'm sorry. I get that he might have a Spanish-sounding name, but the court provides interpreters. So if he physically went to court, he was told what he was doing, and he pled guilty. If he just paid his ticket online, well, that he knew full well he didn't want to go to court, and he was guilty. Hence, paying the ticket. I don't pay a ticket for something I'm not guilty of. I can assure you that. So, again, oh yeah, but he says he didn't do it. Uh, okay, so the police report's in our favor. He was cited. 
the points of impact are in our favor. I'm sorry, because you're basing this off of the fact that he said? Now you're insane. No. Who are you? Like, who? How do you live your life? Another one. Failure to yield at an intersection. Light was yellow. The other light was also yellow. Well, the other side was also yellow. The at fault is in the intersection. Guess what? Our client is coming fast. They have the right to run the yellow. It's not against the law to run a yellow. But somehow, they're saying it's 50-50. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Failure to yield means you should have yield. Even though your person's in the intersection has to clear the intersection, they have to wait for whoever's coming the other way to pass. They can't just cut in front and, and get hit on purpose. They have a higher duty to yield if they see our car coming. Again, police report in our favor, points of impact in our favor. Oh, no, no, we're not changing our minds. And so now, Nationwide, thank God, Nationwide is on our side on this one, is going to arbitration against Westfield. What basically that means is they're going to have a mediation where they're going to fight it out, and eventually Westfield is going to, you know, be found guilty. But unfortunately, just like every court case, that happens further down the road. Scheduled for April 20th, or around that time. So now my clients are being delayed getting their damages paid for and car fixed because an adjuster from Westfield is a dick and an idiot. This is the kind of thing I've been preaching this entire episode. You, I look up these adjusters, and they're all like youngins. And I'm like, how did you get hired as an adjuster? You don't even know the difference between Medicaid and Medicare. And you somehow work for the insurance as an adjuster. You don't know how to look at something and say, oh yeah, well, technically our insured is an idiot. You take his statement and, oh, because they're not going to lie. Somebody's going to obviously admit that they were wrong. Because that, you know, everybody does that. No, not everybody's like Mexi. When I do something wrong, oh yeah, my bad. I neglected the file yesterday for a long time. I said to myself, I'm like, oh shit, should not neglected this file. What was I thinking? That was on me. And that's and that's where it drives me nuts that people don't just relax. Think before beat idiots. Like how is a millennial not capable of taking two step backs? Thinking things through before making a decision. They think Google's the almighty God. I mean, they look at the media and think, oh, that might be true. Oh, that might not be true. Oh, we don't know. I'm just going to eat my vegan salad and go on my merry way. No, God damn it. You're not entitled. Okay, I'm sorry, but it's true. 
somehow on my Snapchat feed, influencers left and right are popping up to view their snaps. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, if you're like a celebrity because you have a lot of followers on social media, get the fuck out of here. No. I mean, there's no way you're making 10 grand a week. There have all these filters nowadays. We don't fucking know. It's working me up. And I don't like to be worked up, especially going into a new month, going to the Super Bowl Sunday, trying to figure out who I'm going to pick to win the whole thing. Oh, they went from being 1.5 underdogs, the Rams, to being even. And here's the thing, the Rams should not be there. And here's my problem. I think Tom Brady's going to win. Which means I should go against my gut and bet against Tom Brady. Ah, well, I have until tomorrow to make that decision. Looks like to save money is on the Patriots, but again, I would make more money before the wedding if I put it on the Rams. So, stay tuned for that. But anyways, enough complaining, enough lecturing. You've heard it all here. Make sure you tune to Mind Matters on SoundCloud to get all the episodes on iTunes as well. January was has been a very record-breaking month for us. I thank everybody who listened. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think. And let's hope February is even more record-breaking. As always, we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and YouTube. And as always, remember, where there's a Mexican, there's always a way. Until next time.